Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of The Mistletoe Secret. I am a fortune cookie on Christmas Day, Trey Plutnicki. I am a tiny little red berry that has fallen off from the tree. And be, be careful not to eat it because it might be poisonous. Daniel Kunkel. You cannot deny that I, that was a good that one. That was a really I, good I, one. I you got with. a really good one. That was a good one, And I was man. making fun of you for not having one, and I didn't have yeah. one. And it's been a while since we... Uh, since we did Can I this. tell you, I got uh, not nervous in a bad way, but nervous in a way of like, do I still remember how to do this? Yeah, well, I mean, part of it is we're have we're <laughs> we're busy. We're busy, <laughs> and and importantly, I'm busy, um, and I and I don't have much time to engage with these movies in a way that is uh, appropriate. That they deserve, you know. Yeah. To to ex really exercise my master's degree. Um. So, hold on. Let me fix my that. Okay. So, what we have today is we're not watching a movie today, but we're talking about all the movies. We're talking about all of the movies. And we're going to do things a different, a little different for this recap, a third time a little different. Um, we have a list of connections that we have procured over the 2020, the yeah, the 2012 season of... Uh, these Hallmark Christmas movies, and we're going to run by them, and we're going to say, are they canon, or are they not canon? And I imagine as we're running by them, we're going to have to actively remind ourselves what some of these are. I listened back through the last five or so minutes of every episode from this year, okay. this morning, um, and, and I, I was doing that while looking through my own notes. And so that is where this list came from. I think all of these are things that okay. we talked about in the show. Um, gotcha. There's a couple of stuff like off mic that we've talked about that I, I don't, I don't think we're really in love with any of that stuff. That's like that wasn't on the show. So um, unless it comes up while we're going through these, we'll talk about it. But otherwise, I don't really feel a need to linger on them. I think we actually got yeah. a lot of great connector connections in the actual episodes themselves. Mm-hmm. Which is we- I do say a lot of uh, like off color stuff, off the books. Which is weird because uh, this year, <laughs> this year sucked, Trey. Yeah, I'm not a fan. You know, there's three, maybe three movies where I was like, "Damn, like nice." Interesting. What what uh, three? If I can ask, I would say I liked uh, Love at the Thanksgiving Day Parade. Yep. I liked. Um, oh, where is it? I liked Baby's First Christmas. <laughs> I did. I did. I like uh, having a guest I, on. I like I like when we have guests. I always feel a bit more attached yes. to the movies when we have uh-huh. guests on. Um, I liked Help for the Holidays, and I liked It's Christmas Carol. Also, Naughty or Nice, the supernaturalness of uh, it all, mm-hmm. I, I was kind of digging. But I, I would say Scratch, Naughty or Nice, and the other ones were, were the big ones. Yeah, I think, um, like, Hitched for the Holidays, I forgot about. Christmas Heart started, I think, strongly, and then really quickly I lost interest. Um, let, let's just what was Christmas? Was Christmas Heart one of the boring ones? Christmas Heart was where the little, or the, not the little boy, but the the teenager had the rare heart condition, and he needed a replacement mm. heart, um, which started, I think, really strong. I was like, ooh, we're getting something a little bit different, and then it very quickly fell into that kind of November Christmas 
lull yeah. where, you know, there's maybe they're trying God. to do a bit more of a mature story. And I think it actually mm-hmm. really um, hurts the brand just a little bit. Um, yeah. But starting off right at the top, love at the Thanksgiving Day Parade. The connection okay. that we brought up for this was that they stay at the Drake Hotel, which is a, a we, we established was a famous hotel in Chicago where the movie yes. takes place. Owned owned by the uh, Drake family, as in Hunter Drake of Hunter Toys. Yeah, so this is a bit of, of forgetting the real life and being in the world of the HCU. I think maybe in this... Drake Hunter of Hunter Toys, Drake Hotel, Drake. Yeah, that was, that was <laughs> okay. my connection. Canon or not canon? I think the only problem if we go not canon is we do then need to think of a canon reason. And for some of these beginning ones... We're screwed. I forgot most of them. Yeah. I mean, the only canon reason is that I have is that it's like, it's it's just world building. You know, mm-hmm. we're all in the same world. Sometimes we, we're we going to toss in a little Easter egg here and there. Yeah. Make sure you know we're on the same page, like that sort of thing. Totally. Yeah. I think we also... So I'm in. I'm in. Sorry, there was, I'm there in was on a canon. later movie as well that I think we can kind of retroactively add a connection to. Um, this was Matchmaker Santa. There, mm-hmm. Remember, there's a newspaper that says an Easter surprise at sea. And I think we kind of retroactively said that, oh, that is the sailor boyfriend who gets engaged now on Easter because he's done with Christmas. I forgot about and he shows up later. <laughs> he shows up later in the HC. So I forgot how. Okay, wait, I thought that was love at the Thanksgiving Day Parade. That's what I'm. It was, oh no, no, you're talking. It's that's the what same you're talking guy. About. Yeah, okay, it's the okay, same okay. guy. Yes, yeah. So we got both of those. Okay. Great. Um, I think not a lot else really connective. One of our few Chicago movies. So we definitely need to keep it in mind. Um, but yeah, because mostly it's Bloomberg's New York. Mostly it's Bloomberg's New York or... Though, we're, though next year we're moving into de Blasio's New de Blasio's. <laughs> so, um, or or uh, California. Um, Christmas yeah. Song. This was the, um, the private schools who had to have the two teachers compete to figure out who would be, who would take over the choir program. Yes, and they fall in love. They fall in love, and they smooch, and the man steals the kid's thunder with his saxophone solo. <laughs> Do you remember that? Uh, yes, a great, I remember that. A great that. moment for the ACO. Oh, my goodness. You know, what was funny about that, oh, let's reminisce. What was funny about that is I, the you you had uh, ripped that from the DVD that you bought. Yes. And uh, the last 10 minutes were not included no. in in that rip. The way I ripped it uh, got I, weird, I, yeah. Yeah, it got weird. So we watched the last 10 minutes together over screen share. <laughs> and it was very yeah. special being yeah. able to experience <laughs> that where it's like the, he completely breaks the rules. Anyway, All so the I connection that you, you had. When we, when we did that. I loved <laughs> watching you see it happen because you visibly, you, you're good. You're a good watcher in that you don't like project what you're like, how you're feeling that often. Like you don't feel the need to show off when you're watching, but yeah. in this particular case, I could like see you getting visibly angry at this dude. And then when we finished <laughs> and on the episode, we talked about it. You were like, this is some bullshit and it breaks. the Yeah. Rules. I mean, 
when they won, it's like that's a professional musician. Like, I'm sorry. That's a professional. A hundred percent. Anyway. Um, yeah, the connection um, we had was that Estelle Barlow, who hosts the um, pageant at the end of the show and allows the teacher to cheat, is the sister of Vera Parks, who is the director in A Christmas Pageant. Um, I'm going to say... I'm gonna say that's not canon. Okay, fan fan fiction. What is our new? What is our uh, recent link then? Uh in for that for that movie. For that movie, yeah. Is that what I have to do? Yes. It's canon. It's canon. It's canon. no. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Well, here's my thing. The reason why I say that's not canon is because it's very obvious that Barlow is not the same last name as Parks. One of them got married. Estelle Barlow is married. By the end of the movie. No, but th- like at the beginning of the movie. Oh. Christmas okay. song is hard. I think there is but something with the kids, maybe. Um, But the problem is the, the kids were so nondescript. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. I'm going to have to go. I, you, I, I'll, I'll go. I'll go canon. I'll go canon. Listen, I, I like the idea of us building out this family of very over-the-top um, theater types. Yeah, and I think we can, yeah, and it's, and that's, I mean, that is a type in these movies. Absolutely, you know? but I like the idea that they're all in the same family together. Yeah. Um, the Wishing okay. Tree. Albert Nevins, who um, is the little boy who gets really into the fundraiser um, <laughs> at the Wishing Tree. <laughs> If you'll recall, um, he had a very strict mother who had out-of-town business to attend to. She also was driven in a Lincoln. Um, We suggested that he, she is a member of the DHS Santa Claus division. And he, and the kid grows up to be in the the DHS. I'm, I'm super canon. Insanely canon. I love when these people don't, where the script is completely unspecific, so we could just do whatever the hell we want yes. with their with their characters. 100%. That's just lovely. Yeah, that's super canon. Wishing Tree, very funny yeah. movie. Um, do you want to do Matchmaker Santa? Because that was that was all you in the episode. This was all me. Mm-hmm. Wow. I don't re- wait. Hold on. The innkeeper is the innkeeper from the nativity scene. <laughs> <laughs> and and Santa <laughs> and Santa is the matchmaker because they give birth to a to new a new Santa to a new Santa to a, to a to a new Santa. Um, so yeah, you threw out that the innkeeper because you at first you suggested that the innkeeper was immortal and that she was the innkeeper from the nativity scene because she makes a lot of jokes about <laughs> the nativity scene and also a lot of jokes to Santa Claus, who we know to be real Daniel. Santa Claus. I have no recollection <laughs> of me ever saying that. What? It's, I said you that? 100% said it, yes. Okay, hold on. Let me roll back the tape. And also moved, I think, almost to the exact opposite. Damn, I yell a lot, don't I? You, you yelled a lot at the beginning <laughs> of the summer when you had more energy, and I think you've really mellowed yeah. out recently. <laughs> <laughs> really mellowed out. We've sort of switched energies, I think. Yeah. Jesus? Yeah. Jesus was born. This is from the Bible. Uh, what I'm about to tell you is straight from the Bible. <laughs> Jesus was born in the backyard. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't. I hate that I'm yelling, uh, laughing at myself. Of a hotel. Okay. <laughs> he was born 
there weren't enough rooms, and he, so he, so Joseph went to the back. Joseph, uh, what's his name, Claus, went to the backyard of the hotel. And held Mary's hand and said, "It's gonna be okay. We're gonna go to the backyard, and it's gonna be okay." And she said, "Okay." And then uh, the glow of the red This was at a hotel. This was at a hotel. My point. The innkeeper mortal. Okay. That's the end of this story. She's immortal. She knows Santa. She works with Santa. She is the innkeeper. You know, I listen. I I read that and I was like, I'm crazy. But now, now I've convinced myself. I'm absolutely that. right. Yeah, that is canon. Um, great. I love that because yeah, and I and I like that this is our first time we see the birth of a new Santa because we go on to say that um, I, I one of us goes on to say that um. The reason that Santa is so interested in being a matchmaker in this particular case, because this is the first time we see him listen to someone's wish and be like, oh, a wish, I got to help them out. It's because they're wishing for true love and Santa's can only be born of true love. Yes. And so it's the, oh, the child okay. is destined yeah. to be a Santa. Mm, okay. Yeah, I, yeah. yeah, I love that. And the, and the innkeeper is immortal. The in, I like the innkeeper being either either a human who has been turned mortal or they were always just an agent of Santa Claus in yeah, the Hallmark that, Cinematic yeah. Universe. True. Um, our first claymation movie, Jingle and Bell's Christmas Star. Uh -huh. I, I had completely forgotten about this cardinal crap. Yeah, I, I remember it. Uh, where a cardinal is like it signifies the loss the loss of a loved it one. It is the loss of a loved one, or it is an omen from the beyond. And so this was our first appearance yeah. of a cardinal. And I'm gotta tell you, I thought really hard about the other movies. I didn't see a single other cardinal in these movies yeah, this year. I don't think there is. We can keep that in the back of our minds. It might be uh, just a little, little, little plip here. Introduce the the situation. Maybe bring it up later. Yeah. Um, anyway, more importantly, it's Christmas Carol. <laughs> it's Christmas Carol. Um, yeah, the board of correctors is unbe unbelievably important. Undeniably canon. 100% canon. This is the movie with Carrie Fisher, uh, where she uh, is first introduced in a bathroom. Uh, <laughs> she first appears in a bathroom and she says, hi, I'm from the North Pole. I'm from the Board of Correctors. Or, no, 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 she's from heaven. She's from heaven, right? yeah. She, she is an agent. Yeah, yeah. She is not an agent of Santa. She is an agent of the Lord. Yeah, she is an angel. And she is from the Board of Correctors. Which is like, it's a, it, the bureaucracy of s some of these... Move, like movies is really interesting and uh you know what like i've only watched episode one through three of loki oh, and man. i imagine i imagine the north pole functions in sort of a way like the like the timekeepers do you know where like the tva functions where it's like we kind of exist in our own rules and there's a hierarchy and a bureaucracy and like you can't ask questions because uh like you'll like we'll get you you know, and there's and the the Earthlings are trying to crack the code, or like the the mortal beings are trying to crack the the Timekeeper code I, I or the you, Santa Claus code. I don't know how they're gonna crack this code, man. We have some very powerful members on the board of correctors. We have Father Christmas, Mrs. Miracle, yeah. Coleman, yeah. who is uh huh, <laughs> Morpheus, Lord of Dreams, um, of course, and and Father Christmas's dog, <laughs> Clifford the Big Red Dog. Um, <laughs> 
So we've got that's those are four or three or four of the most powerful beings in reality in the in what we would yeah. call conscious living world. Mm. So good luck yeah. to them. Good luck to the Department of Homeland Security. They're not going to get it. <laughs> they can't get it. Yeah. And I Carrie Fisher's on the case. I love though that it introduced this wrinkle where we thought it was going to be Santa versus the DHS, you know, it's Santa versus them. And then we learn halfway through this year, the most important piece of information that no, 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 Santa's small fry. Santa works for the guy who is actually on the board, who's actually overseeing things. Father Christmas. And the board of correctors helps correct people's lives on like a, like a big scale. I think that's where the timekeepers for me kind I of totally fit in where connection. it's like we are we are correct we are correcting your timeline Absolutely. like we see the path that you're on and we are going to correct it for the good of the holidays absolutely yeah um naughty or nice kind of our last i think really important movie um um yeah so uh you have the mother is the daughter of a clause which i agree with so this one is uh the one where that uh, this woman gets the naughty or nice book and it's magic. And when you say someone's name, it flips to a page where it tells them if they've been naughty or nice yes. or if they're currently being naughty. It's a gray area about what it's the a little the unethical. Are, but it's very unethical. But yeah. But anyway, the mother is it, it, like knows so much. It was it was super weird. I, I remember notably saying that the mother of this uh, woman who found the naughty or nice book was like really in the know about like. Santa stuff. She was really in the know, and what we really focused on was the daughter saying that my mother can't get this book because she'll be unstoppable. Which yeah. led us to our second revelation, which I think is a bit more dicey in terms of its canon, which is that if you are the child of a clause who doesn't go back to the North Pole when you're sent to the <laughs> yes. real world to try and find your true love so that you two can become mm-hmm. Mr. and Mrs. Claus. Of course. Then you get your memory wiped. Yeah, you know what? I I was gonna so I read that and I said not canon, but now I'm thinking about that and that gives us a lot of excuses. <laughs> <laughs> so so I've got it into canon on that, just because I love a good cop out. Um, I think it's. I wonder how much of it too is the evils of the real world, which we know to be a really. Um, corrupting place even the purest of parents can be led astray by capitalism yeah. in this world Ooh, yes so i capitalism. don't even know maybe it's one of those things where they don't even need to have their memories wiped they just get so caught up in the real world that they forget that magic you know mm. yeah that maybe that yeah maybe their memory doesn't get wiped maybe they just for like just they, it just leaves and them. if the mother remembered you know, maybe her relationship's a little rocky. Maybe she would try and go back to the North Pole. Yeah. And be, I don't think we can have that ethically. Yeah. Um, mm. But yeah, Hitch for the Holiday. I mean, I, or um, excuse me, Naughty or Nice. I liked that movie a lot. Um, I think that was a really interesting premise that gave us a lot more to play with. I do love a good premise. Like some of the premises of these are like so good. I was like, oh man, I wish they had double the budget and uh, like (laughs) they rewrote the script a couple more times. Like 
to really lean into the fun. Anyway, let's uh, let's knock these out. Um, yeah, hitch for the holidays. So I gotten my. I think I've gotten my order confused here. Hold on. So I'm sorry. So yeah, our connection for this is that Bradshaw Advertising is the advertising firm that someone works for in Hitch for the Holidays. Um, that is the ad, that is the opponent of Purcell's advertising in A Bride for Christmas, which is where um, the man works in in A Bride for Christmas. I'm so, I'm so fuzzy on these two. That's the thing. I let's breeze I, past them. Hitch for the Holidays not as important. All you need to know is it connects to A Bride for Christmas because they both involve kind of these wars between advertising firms. The thrilling world of advertising for firm corporate <laughs> warfare. What was really... Imp- Listen, Mad-, Mad Men was popular, okay? Mad Men was popular, whatever. Um, that's Hitched for the Holidays. A Bride for Christmas has that connection with Hitched for the Holidays. But more importantly, we learn where all the psychic dogs, at least in the continental United States, originate from, which is after... Billy Ray and his bride to be from Texas comes home to Ca- or Christmas comes home to Texas to Canaan. Um, after that movie, <laughs> they move back to California. Billy Ray unfortunately does need to pass away. He does not have Christmas magic fully anymore, so he is no longer mortal. He is no longer immortal. Yeah. Um, so his dog Rusty, who is still a Christmas dog, the OG psychic dog. He is put up for adoption. He eventually ends up in the animal shelter that is in A Bride for Christmas. And he teaches all of the other dogs there to be psychic. And they then... spread the gospel. Yes, they then disperse throughout the continental (laughs) United States and possibly beyond. (laughs) Are you... (laughs) To spread how to be psychic Are you saying this dog is the the Joseph Smith version of dog? I was thinking the patient zero. But yeah, that's... A, uh, okay, pa- you were thinking more of a disease. I think it's... Well, disease is a strong word, but yeah. Yeah. I Because I, well, okay. I think it's difficult for the dogs, because the dogs want to be able to communicate with us, but they can only communicate with, like, pure-hearted, you know, Christmas beings. They can't communicate with their your average, everyday Joe. Right. Yeah. Um... um. <clears throat> Come dance with me. Come. Is that one's uh, next? Next up is technically a Christmas heart, but that doesn't. We didn't uh, figure out that connection until a few movies down. So yeah, let's jump down to come dance. Oh, with okay. Me. Sorry. Okay. Are we canonizing Bradshaw Advertising and the Dog Shelter? Yes. Great. Yes. I, it's too much fun that we have a dog Jesus. Come, <laughs> come dance with me. Um, we figured out that it is so. It's about a man who has to learn how to waltz for a corporate event. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what a bad movie. <laughs> what? You can't tell me. <laughs> you can't tell me you can say that plot synopsis with a straight face. And <laughs> I just did. Currently seeking representation oh, off of that audition alone. But we figured out that Clarissa, who is the dance teacher in the, the wishing tree, is the daughter of the dance teacher and the businessman. From Come Dance With Me. Canon? Canon. Canon, baby. Christmas with Holly. You, I, This is a great one. Um, is this one that I did? I, I, believe, I believe this <laughs> oh, was a yarn did. that you spun. Yeah. Oh, it was a yarn that I spun. I think you finished spinning this yarn. It was a group effort, yarn. I think. But it... it yeah. uh, Oh, this was the guy... This was the... Christmas with Holly was the three dads yes. that wasn't Mamma Mia. No. And uh, one of the three dads was is 
uh, a researcher. It's quite unclear what he researches, but what we do know is it has something to do with starfish, and the starfish poison. He was doing research for the DHS to yes. use starfish poison, which I'm not entirely sure if it's we not a thing. if that's not a thing in the real that's world. A thing, not a thing. Okay, okay, but in this world, it is 100%. starfish poison to spin a trap for Santa. Where because a starfish can be used as a as a Christmas tree topper, mm-hmm. so in theory, Santa would touch the Christmas tree topper and the trap would be Listen, sprung. We don't need to and figure out. Then the Santa trap. would be poisoned. The, the trap details suck because it's the DHS, you know. Right, right, of course, our, yeah. Our, I mean, we evidence met them. for this was that. This brother who is doing this research into the starfish loses starfish loses his funding only to all of a sudden get a brand new contract that will pay him whatever to study his starfish. And then you also yeah. pointed out that the end of the movie ends with this whole town decorating their town with Christmas lights in an obvious attempt to lure in Santa Claus. To lure in Santa. Um, yes. I love Which, this. Canon. It's a yeah. hot theory. It's a hot It's a good theory. theory. And now we can look out for starfish as weapons <laughs> we of mass destruction. For... <laughs> yes, weapons of we Santa destruction. Yeah. Um. <laughs> uh, help for the holidays, which I like a lot. Yes. Um, elves are sent on an assignment to the real world, and lots of people can be former elves, notably the two plane pilots from the Christmas hearts. Yes. Um. So we discover that uh, so this el- this elf goes down to uh, as a contract from Santa yep. to help people, and Santa gives an explicit rule saying um, don't don't fall in love with anyone. And this woman ends up falling in love with someone, and she gets revoked as an elf. I I would argue she gives it up. Yeah, she, well, she gives. Yeah, I I think giving up elfhood is would be better um yeah better way to phrase that but uh she so that happens and uh that it just opens so many doors who's an elf anybody can be an elf anybody could just give up elfhood yes. yeah that's why that's 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 not nice hallmark <laughs> that you will do that to me um so that's canon 100 that's, yeah, that's, that's lovely. like that's not us stretching at all that is that's the movie yeah, that's lo- that's so lovely. That's the plot of the yeah. movie, and it's a, it's decent. And that is our connection. Baby's b- baby's first Christmas. Mm-hmm. Do you do you do this? One? Baby's first Christmas, our last movie of the year. The doorman who helps them out throughout their entire adventure finds the poodle. He lets them into the building. He's a great dude. And his very last appearance is he shows up in this hospital. He talks about regrets in his life and how you should follow true love. And then he disappears. Clearly, oh, clearly proving that he is a Christmas angel. Yeah, we kind of touched on this during the episode. But notably in the first Guardian Angel movie, uh, what was that one called? The first Guardian Angel or Christmas Angel? The first Christmas Angel That was movie. Christmas Magic. Chris, the Christmas Magic. Notably in Christmas Magic. And notice how that's the last movie of 2011 and this is the last movie of 2012. Yeah, um, t- so in Christmas Magic, 
she is in a hospital because she <laughs> careened off of the side of a cliff. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Doctor Strange style. And the the doorman last appears in a hospital, maybe where he's being kept in the ICU because he also careened off a cliff. Or he slipped Who or knows? he slipped on the ice. You know, I think I think the reason why he is a Christmas angel is up for a debate. <laughs> But the fact that he you know, is there throughout the entire movie to help our protagonists achieve their yeah. goal, which is exactly True. how Christmas angels work. Yeah, they have to. They have uh, to. Um, they have to help someone with their task, and by helping that them, mm-hmm. they will learn their own. Mis- they'll learn from their own mistakes. Essentially, is the the basic rules of a Christmas angel. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know, my thing is, here's a story. Okay. You say slipped on ice. When I was in high school, I went to high school. Mm-hmm. I, like, you know how you go to school? Uh, some, some people do, yeah. You're allowed to yeah. by, by truancy law. Is that what that's called? I have no idea. I thought you just pulled that out of your ass. <laughs> I was going to be really impressed. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think that's what it's called. Um I went to school and I got called to the main office. And uh, when I got to the main office, it was like uh, the person said, hey, uh, your dad is in the hospital. And I said, what? And uh, they said, did I stutter? No, they didn't say that. Um, uh, (laughs) They didn't say that. And I was like, oh, my dad's in the hospital. What happened? And uh, she said that he slipped on black ice in the driveway. And the way my dad described it happening was he said he walked out and he slipped on the black ice and he fell and he heard something shatter. And it and that thing that shattered was his ankle, we found out later. And we were very lucky that my mom had held off on going to work uh, for as long as she did because she, if she had gone when she was supposed to go, she would have missed that. Mm. Um, and my dad would have just been sitting there in the cold, cold driveway. So uh, what you're saying to me is that my dad <laughs> no don't finish is that my <laughs> my father is a was a christmas angel sent on a mission and my <sighs> mom's going to work late was what saved his life because he completed his mission <laughs> That's, and that's canon. And that's t- <laughs> and, and that's canon. <laughs> and that's 2012. What a, <laughs> and that is what a shit show of a year, Trey. <laughs> yeah, truly. I hope 2013's better. What I'm what what I'm worried about is I'm worried about because this is the point in time where Hallmark's Christmas uh, system is getting a little bit more popular. A hundred, you know, among yep. um, among the youngins, and it's like me getting meme. So I'm worried that like they are gonna get worse because they know they can get away with less that's a very valid fear to bring up um i think we're just gonna need to um dive into 2013 dive into 2013 um damn well let's take a, let's take a break let's take a moment maybe next week we'll come in hot with some christmas quizzes some quizzes maybe yeah yeah um before we go out though um, what, well, the reason we couldn't record last week, um, was some scheduling things, but also both of our parents 
were in our respective uh, towns. Your parents came v- to... Vicinities. Yeah, uh, my, my parents came to Cedar City, and your parents came to... My parents uh, got done with a week-long road trip um, to Bend, where I live. Um, and my, my dad was nice enough to bring me my guitar. Hey! Uh, one, well, one of my guitars from uh, home. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was a great way to, to test it out, was I thought a fun thing for us to do... Every two or three years we get through a movie, I think we should add a verse to our own little song, our own little anthem, set to the music <laughs> of our favorite musician, arguably the the musician that sponsors this podcast in all but yeah, true. financial, Mr. Billy Joel himself. Billy Joel. Ah, oh, um, God bless. So we will be, every two or three years, um, I think we'll alternate. So I wrote this... Uh, for these last three years, you can write for the next uh, two or three years, and we'll just kind of keep <laughs> okay. alternating that way. But we are yeah. going to eventually have a completed version of We Didn't Start the Fire, which I have uh, renamed to, It's well, it's We Still Don't Know the Secret. We Still Don't Know the Secret? Yeah. Okay. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play kind of a rough draft of it. We're going to just kind of okay. keep playing these rough drafts, and then when we have the final version, we'll get in the studio We'll do a full remastered version of everything. Yeah. But the, the the point of this is not to celebrate our accomplishments. It's to remind ourselves of the important moments and mm. to celebrate what is still to come, which is um, just so many more years of movies that we have left. <laughs> Santa Claus and Psychic Dogs, DHS and Yule Logs, Christmas Angels, Toy Empires, Mrs. Miracle, Carrie Fisher, Annie Claus, Elves that know New York laws, Dead Spouses, Business Boys, Incest that one time. <laughs> and we'll do kind of the piano solo here. I'm going to just speak uh-huh. Christy Kringle, Robbo, Heart Attacks and Mistletoe, Drake Toys, Billy Ray, No and Hitch for the Holidays. Distant parents, sad teens, Castleberry's new queen, Father Christmas meeting, cute stinkers and a Santa suit. We still don't know the secret. If it sounds like crying, that is us just dying. We still don't know the secrets. We are still not free, cause this is just year three. Hey! And we'll kind of keep adding on from there. Yeah! We'll make the meter work a little bit better to go out. But that is yeah, a I... summary of your 2010 dig that 2012 of the hallmark wow. cinematic universe amazing the goal I love being it. that if you don't want to listen to the podcast for whatever reason you'll be able you to listen to, to our completed version eventually yeah and know everything wow. you need to know wow well that'll have to do it for today uh my uh the, uh, the person who wrote uh, the song that you hear at the beginning of this podcast is Colin Robertson. Lovely, lovely dude. Um, also, you can visit us at mistletoesecret.com. Uh, you could also visit us at hcusecret uh, on twitter.com. Yep. You can also email us at mistletoesecret at gmail.com. Yep. Um, um, Trey is in, Trey's at Utah right now, um, mm-hmm. which have opened now. Yes. Uh, and yeah, I'm, I'm in uh, a show called Pirates of Penzance. I'm in uh, Ragtime, and I'm in the Green Show. 
So, which is the free lawn show. Now you could just walk by on the sidewalk and see me yelling <laughs> at the top of my lungs. Ian, um, uh, which is why I have no voice. Um, friend of the show, Christmas Prince Ian Allred has um, been posting videos on his Instagram of the Green Show, but specifically just your parts of the Green Show. <laughs> yes. Oh, you're seeing that? Oh, yeah. I've, oh, been, watching, that's so funny. I've been watching the show. Um, through through his through Instagram Ian's stories, stories. that's and it is, so funny. Uh, it's confusing because yeah, got, I mean you have to come you have to come out and see come it out, to really but understand. But you've got these like yeah, almost later hosen on kind of things. You've got mm-hmm. kind of a Germany vibe, but then every yeah. song I've seen you do is a traditional Irish ballad. Yeah, um, I yeah I sing I sing summer is a coming in. I sing uh, the little beggarman. Little beggarman, you just step it up, Mary, right? Step it out, Mary. Yeah. I do. Uh, what's that song? Uh, Wild Rover. Yep. I love that song. The Wild oh, Rover man, sounds really good, song. actually. It, yeah. It oh, Instagram, it sounds great. Yeah. Wild Rover's hot. Um, so yeah, you can see him there. I, um, with another one of our friends, Ben. I just uh, today we've started a playthrough of Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone. The GameCube version. Um, you can find that on YouTube uh, at Thumb Sounds. I don't think there's anything else we need to plug. Yeah, um, I made a brief stint in Ian's podcast uh, yesterday because I walked in while they were recording and they asked me a question, <laughs> and I, <laughs> I'm gonna be, I'll be, I'll be in that. You're gonna but, be um, on, uh, on recovering leaks. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We will. We'll see you all. Next week, maybe with a movie, probably with a Christmas quiz. Um, probably with a Christmas quiz. Probably with a quiz. My name is Trey Plenicki. My name is Daniel Kunkel. And I'm here to remind you to stay jingling and stay jolly. Thank you for listening. <laughs>